Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, I watched with great interest the Timberwolves and Sixers last night that I kept hearing the tweet of the official's whistle early on and the extreme skill of a gigantic man in Joel Embiid. He doesn't need officials' help to score a lot of points, but I thought he was getting a few calls to Jim Peterson. Our, our guys are complaining about a little on the telecast, too. I hardly ever complain about officiating because I think it's a really brutally hard job, and the losing team is always going to find some call that went against them mm-hmm. that they can ex- use it to explain away all their failures. And, you know, the reality is the other team probably had calls go against them, too. Uh, in this case, I thought that the referees absolutely dictated how the game was going to be played with all the soft early fouls. They got basically every Minnesota big man in foul trouble immediately, and they were not what I call real fouls. No. You know, and and some of them were just bad calls. Some of them just weren't fouls. Um, there's a lot of contact in the NBA, and every time somebody's forearm hair brushes up against somebody, doesn't mean it's a foul. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think we, the NBA has gone way too far in rewarding star players who create the contact and then get the foul call. If you run over Rudy Gobert, if you push yourself into a defender, you know, what are they supposed to do? Yeah. I thought it was really frustrating. This is a good defensive team. It's a well-coached defensive team. Some of the fouls, you know, hey, if you stick your arm out onto, between Embiid's forearms, he's going to rip through nearly the foul call. I don't like that call, but you know it's going to happen. Yep. So part of it is not doing things that allow the referee to call it. But there are times where Timberwolves defenders were actually just trying to get out of the way to avoid a foul, and the offensive player still pushes into them and gets the foul call. And I just hate that. That just me ruined the game for me. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. And late in the game, there was two situations where the officials had out-of-bounds calls overturned that were so blatantly obvious. So either they can't see or they were just giving the other team the ball uh, because they thought there was a foul, but they didn't want to call the foul. So they just gave them the ball instead. Well, of course, the other team, you didn't call a foul. We're going to appeal that. Those were obvious. There had to be some other reason that those calls were made the way they were initially. Yeah, I I just never, you never know. Um, I think... The modern official has to deal with so many rules, so many interpretations of rules, such large bodies moving at extreme speed. Uh, it's just a really hard job. So I, yep. I have full empathy for the job. I just think that the big picture always has to win out. The big picture is people spend a lot of money and a lot of time to watch NBA stars play. And Nobody is entertained by somebody going to the free throw line 40 times a game. What we're entertained by is great athletes going at each other, and you have to give them a little room where not every little nudge is called a foul. Otherwise, you end up with, instead of, you know, this great 30 to 35 minute battle between Embiid and Gobert, you have Gobert sitting on the bench and the Wolves trying to figure out some other way to win the game. Yeah. Especially calling it tight against a man who's seven one and two eighty. You know the the um, uh, Finch talked about it afterward. How efficient that is to score when you're going to line and getting fouled all the time and then making every free throw. I mean, Embiid has wonderful hands. He catches everything. He makes every shot. He's just a wonderfully skilled player. Uh, but the uh, he's averaging more points per minute played. Uh, and that hasn't happened since Wilt back in sixty two. So he really is getting to the line a lot. Oh, he is, and uh, and he is a great player, and he deserves he deserves a certain amount of benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, great players 
they earn that in the NBA. It just can't go overboard where you're just calling mystery fouls for no reason. Again, he lowered his shoulder, knocked Gobert, a huge man, 10 feet away, and the call went on Gobert. And that's just wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And, it, and it's wrong in a way that damages the league's credibility, and it's wrong in a way that damages the league's entertainment value. Yeah. Uh, on the floor, aside from the officials, uh, Tyrese Maxey shows why the Sixers were fine with trading James Harden off to the Clippers. Now, the Clippers have found their rhythm with Harden over there, but nonetheless, Maxey is. He is as fast as De'Aaron Fox and maybe a little more skilled even. Uh, he's a terrific player. He is, and uh, he's way better for that franchise than Harden. Uh, they were very lucky to get out of the Harden deal because yep. Harden is just going to blow you up at some point. Maxie's a wonderful player, a wonderful compliment. Uh, I'd love to see the teams play again, uh, you know, with a little – we saw one game without Embiid, and then we saw the second game without the Wolves being allowed to play defense. I'd love yep. to see this like, kind of a true matchup between these teams. The Sixers might win it all. They're great. Yep. Uh, Embiid might be the best player and the most valuable player in the league this year. And I just felt like we didn't get to really see a Class A performance uh, going back and forth last night. Yeah, that's right. The game was damaged uh, right from the beginning uh, by so many whistles against anybody. Uh, even just looking cross-eyed in the direction of Joel Embiid, uh, it seemed last night. Uh, wild in action. Uh, let's talk Timbles a little further. Uh, Lakers tonight. Uh, they have lost three in a row. And actually, I think are seventh or so in the NBA's Western Conference right now. Um, you know, but it's back-to-back. Fortune Lakers also traveling. How, how do you see tonight's game? Uh the rumor at this moment is that Anthony Davis might not play. Uh. Uh, the Wolves are healthy, and their guys generally like to play. And I think they, and I think they're going to. They said they're going to have some kind of a gross net uh, profit tonight because of, they're going to have a sellout with very high ticket prices with LeBron in town. So I think it's a big event. I think the Wolves will be fired up for it. Uh, the Lakers. This is the kind of game. If they were playing well, they might just say, "Okay, we're not going to try real hard tonight. We'll just let this one go." And and get everybody some rest. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're playing so poorly, my guess is LeBron plays a lot of minutes and tries to will that team to a victory, which makes this an interesting matchup. Yeah, 40 years of age, I think, LeBron, or, or will be this month, uh, and, and playing the number of minutes that he is, uh, I thought they had said before the season started they had a plan for him to play, you know, at 32 minutes a night or something. He's been blowing past that on a nightly basis. You know, I've always been an MJ is the GOAT kind of a thing in that uh, debate that's gone on between him and LeBron. It's hard to argue against LeBron for the longevity and the superior play in the longevity is just something to behold. That's the thing, and, and I've been through this debate a million times with different people, and if you want to talk about someone transforming their sport, dominating the world stage, uh, and winning a championship every chance he got, and winning two basically two streaks of three championships, basically built two different dynasties around himself, mm-hmm. You know, then you can vote for Michael as the greatest player ever. If you want accumulation of stats and somebody who's won with completely different casts who has elevated terrible teams deep into the playoffs even into the finals who has you know didn't take a break in the middle of his career to go play baseball who is the leading scorer of all time and one of the best passers of all time and one of the best defenders of all time and a very good rebounder and one of the best thinkers to ever play the game i mean so it, it you know what do you want do you want championships in persona, or do you want just just relentless 
excellence in production. I'm okay with anybody who picks either, frankly. That's right. They're both outstanding players, no doubt. It's just according to uh, your taste. I grew up with MJ, so I'll always probably be on his side. But, boy, I have an enormous amount of respect uh, for LeBron's game. Uh, Outside of Miami, uh, you know, when Dwayne Wade, and I'm not sure that LeBron was one and D. Wade was 1A or whatever, but who's been the best sidekick for LeBron outside of that? I mean, Dwayne Wade was a great sidekick for him. Um, uh, You know, Kyrie Irving for one year, Mm. uh, before Kyrie started telling us he believes in flat earth and, you know, uh, all kinds (laughs) of weird unicorn things. Um, (laughs) You know, but Kyrie was great that one year. Uh, Of course, not only is coincidence the one time Kyrie played at a championship level, he had LeBron basically dictating. Um, So I think those guys are probably the best. Now, Anthony Davis, um, he's a great player when he plays. When he plays and plays hard, he's a great player. doesn't have quite the pedigree of some of the other guys, but uh, Anthony Davis, at his best, is probably the best sidekick Browns had. Yeah. Vikings, uh, Sunday against the Lions, uh, first of uh, three straight division games, and then they very well might get a division game once they get to the playoffs again. Um, But uh, injury report uh, today, what are you hearing? Uh, Is Madison a goal for the weekend? Is he out? The, the injury report looked really scary on Wednesday afternoon. I haven't seen the Thursday afternoon report yet. Okay. They had a lot of people who didn't practice. Talking to O'Connell, he sounded like he thinks they'll have Madison back at least in a limited role. Of course, I think Ty Chandler has won the starting running back job, but they'd mm. like to have Madison as a compliment. Sure. Um, Brian O'Neill, they have some hope he'll play. Jordan Hicks had full practice yesterday. We saw him yesterday. He's throwing a football around, jogging around the field. I can't believe he might play this week, but it looks like he's trending toward playing this week. Wow. Um, I think those are the big names at the moment. Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.